Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my! I'm CJ. And I am April. And the urgency of the oh my for this episode is because this topic is big. Yes. And important. It is. It's a very important topic. So this week, we are going to be talking about how to date or kink safely. When you're first starting to meet people within those lifestyles. Yes, exactly. Going to be covering things um, as basic as just things that you're not thinking of when you're getting really excited about going on dates and some things that you may accidentally overlook. And same when it comes to a new perspective of um, creating a scene with a new partner. Uh, Just some gentle reminders and things that you guys can do to keep yourselves um, confident and safe during these encounters. Or as safe as possible. As safe as possible. We know there's always a risk, but trying to mitigate what we can. Yeah. And we decided to put this specific episode together because there is a lot of overlap when you are vetting either a play partner or vetting someone in BDSM and also vetting someone that you might want to go on a date with just in normal everyday life, whether you're monogamous, non-monogamous, whatever. Right. Kind of applies to everybody. 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 Everybody dating. Everybody dating. Everybody dating. Everybody playing. Mm-hmm. So let's jump on in. Let's go. Do it. What we're going to start with is um, some points that we feel have a lot of crossover in both kink and dating. So these kind of apply to both. So one of the first things that we'd recommend that you do is whenever you match with somebody, whether you're speaking to them for the first time, maybe on FetLife or you've matched with them on a dating app, you're going to want to ask ahead about what they're looking for. You want to like knock that out right in the beginning um just so you can avoid anything like awkward coming up when you're actually meeting and you know i I think for me an example of this is you know for me what i'm looking for is sometimes fluid so it does actually change in different seasons of my life Mm -hmm. so i find for myself that if i'm in a season where i'm looking to date and make a connection Um, I need to say that or if I'm in a season of my life where I'm just looking for maybe a play partner or friends with benefits or something less intense maybe Mm -hmm. um, I try to say that with my chest too yeah that way everyone knows where we stand or if they're looking for something different I can go in and just let them know like hey that's not going to work for me and I hope you find what you're looking for Yeah, which I think is good for, like, people who may be more sensitive to, like, recovering people pleasers, recovering Mm -hmm. needing to be stronger about boundaries. Sometimes it can help just saying that stuff in the beginning. So you're also, like, supporting your future self. So you can be like, okay, I have been, I've said this, I've been clear about it. And you don't have to feel like, oh, well, I'm here, so maybe I should, blah, blah. Nope. Just know what you're looking for. Have communicated that before you even meet them in person. Say it with your chest. Literally say it with your chest. Yes. And don't, you know, I I think a lot of, uh, you know, especially for like, I hear from my partner and other men um, that when they're dating, there are so few matches for them. Mm -hmm. I think a sense of like, well, if I don't, you know, 
if I just don't have to tell them this one thing, then maybe they'll go out with me. And then mm-hmm. maybe I can talk them into, or maybe I can get them to, or maybe I can, you know. Yeah. Um, and I get that mindset. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's not equitable. So it's not where both sides have the same information and have the same equitable or same opportunity to state what they're looking for or state what they're not looking for. It's tricky because it can border on situation manipulation by not bringing that stuff up, like especially in the context of like, well, I don't want to reveal X, Y, and Z because I don't want to chase you away. And it's like, okay, well, what if X, Y, and Z is the fact that I'm in a marriage already and we're open or that I am looking for only hookups or something like that kind of stuff that people would end up being uncomfortable with just like say it up front i know it's hard especially if you have super few matches so you really want it to go well but you gotta like you gotta power through be open yeah or even if you have a ton of matches if i match with someone and we're just clicking and then i have to bring up that topic and it's always like okay i don't want to lose the good person but you know I'm going to, you know, lose them either way if I then get on the date and bring it up and then it goes south. Exactly. And then at that point, you have to think about it. Would I rather lose them in minute one of investment or hour 100 of investment when there's feelings involved and expectations growing a brewing? Yep. 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 So next one, which I, I think this is a little bit of a sensitive topic for some people. Um, but one that, you know, it's taken me even a while to get just super like, here's what it is, which is be certain about your sexual health boundaries and communicate those. Yeah. What's been your experience with that? Do you mind sharing? Um, you know, I think a lot of times, at least as a woman, we are not often empowered to have those conversations or told even to have, like, how do we have those conversations? Right. I definitely never got that powwow. No. I got the whole, like, you should never have sex. And I know. We got the shame you, train. Yeah. If you have sex, you're definitely going to get pregnant with, like, 10,000 STDs. And then they show you the worst pictures of the STDs yeah. that are still seared in my brain. And, and the dead fetus babies. Dear and, God in and, heaven. Yep. All the worst stuff. So no one ever told me, like, hey, if you are going to, this is what you should ask. This is what you should, whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me in those conversations, I always stayed up front that, you know, like protection is required between me and anyone new Mm -hmm. um it's required until everyone is tested and trusted yeah and it also depends on their dynamics so what do i mean by that um you know it's if if you're dating monogamously it's you and one other person Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more straightforward yeah now if you're dating polyamorous if you're dating open or whatever that looks like suddenly the person you're on a date with could also be interacting sexually with like two three five however many people because their partners might have partners who have partners who have part you know exactly so that also my statement there could change depending on their situation yeah but for me having that conversation of like you know i need protection until everyone's tested i personally share that i get tested every three to six months Mm -hmm. yeah i will share my results i am happy to share them yeah screenshot them whatever with mm-hmm. whoever ask mm-hmm. to me that's equitable because yeah, i might absolutely. ask the same yeah i agree too um and if they do have um an sti as they now call them i still sometimes say stds so that's my bad but mm-hmm. you know having those conversations and doing research and you know just talking about it to see if it's a risk level that you're willing to take mm-hmm. yeah that's true what's been your kind of experience with that 
Um, pretty similar in the beginning parts of like really enforcing condom usage um, or any sort of boundary usage for like first times. Um, and then, yeah, it usually is, it takes a lot for me to feel comfortable with using no condom because especially if they have multiple partners, it's a lot to keep track of. And it's already like hard enough to trust one person to be like, okay, you've been tested and like sometimes it almost feels like immediately we should hook up just so it's like this is the most certain I am to how safe this is going to be and then like there is definitely a lot of trust that goes into that too like how often are they going to be getting retested or are they going to be as firm about making sure their partners are being tested and things like that so there is a significant amount of like trust that would go into like okay and now we'll Mm -hmm. lose the condom yeah and then you know this is for everyone to decide for themselves Mm -hmm. what their sexual health preferences are true yeah but just be prepared to answer them and or request them and for me personally if you can't have that basic conversation you really probably shouldn't be dating yeah or playing or whatever you if you can't have that conversation at like as a mature adult you really probably should not be interacting sexually with other people that's true and here's another fun fact it may not only be about maturity as we naturally think of it is like oh yeah like be an adult but it's also about like you know there were times where that conversation was hard for me because i was responding to a lot of peer pressure and people pleasing yeah so it's like if you do feel uncomfortable approaching that subject maybe consider that like that this is just us trying to be like rude to people who skip over that like this is like hey there's a lot of things that you can consider that you maybe aren't even realizing about yourself if you're not comfortable having that conversation yeah very so. much so so yeah so next thing, um, you know, this one I think hits a little close to home for a lot of us, mm-hmm. but researching sexual assault yeah, and arming yourself with that knowledge. Yeah. And I think the reason why that's so important is because that there's a lot more types of that and a lot more situations that can happen and things that can come up that we're, we as participants in that sexual act with the person may feel, um, unaware of like oh maybe this is fine but you actually feel uncomfortable and you just don't have the language to like understand why you're not feeling fine yeah and i would you know i would say you know um something that i've talked a lot about with you and i've talked about with other friends and even my partner is you know unfortunately i was sexually assaulted like three and a half months ago and when i started researching sexual assaults I think that was the first time there were a few, not even a few, there were a number of types of assault that I was not even aware of being a thing. Yeah. And what really stinks is that once I found out what those things were, I realized I had been assaulted prior to this incident. Um, yeah. And that really stinks that people are not being armed with the different types of assault. And well, I I think we plan to do a podcast specifically on sexual yeah, assault and sure. the different types, but definitely arm yourself with that knowledge because it's slightly shocking with how much we are not told Mm -hmm. outside of just rape yeah and most of it is not rape yeah well what i was gonna say is like and you'll be surprised how like the lack of that knowledge actually translates as like self-shame self-blaming things like that because it's like especially for me it's been like you know for a while i was scared to look up what the different types of sexual assault were because then i knew i would have to face the fact that i probably had been in situations that could be aligned to some of those types yeah so um and the reason i would never approach that topic was because of just deep deep ingrained shame because then i feel like i'd have to face the fact of like oh well you know 
what did I do that to make that happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, oh, I allowed that, you know? And so I think like being a part of that conversation and having that research will also like give you this like access to a community of people who have, you know, experience and have knowledge on what to say and how to like cope and deal with those types of things and to not feel so othered and self-blaming about it. And I think it's also important to know what they are so you also don't, I know this sounds kind of weird, don't unintentionally absolutely you know possibly walk into a situation where you might be assaulting someone absolutely. not knowing that you're even you know we as women are not taught this but also men are not taught absolutely. what sexual like my right. partner had no idea about all these sexual he started researching and when i did as well when that happened and we both just kind of sat there and we're like what the hell is all this yeah. and why is no one telling us right no one exactly i should not have to find out on google <laughs> like yeah. that shouldn't be After a thing the fact, especially yeah yeah um we always hear about rape but rape is a very minor part of the overall sexual assault umbrella mm-hmm. most sexual assaults are not behind the dumpster in the black you know back alley in the mm-hmm. dark at midnight yeah that's much more the rarity than it is the rule yeah, yeah. um so yeah definitely arm yourself with knowledge and if you've been assaulted, definitely feel free to share that with people who you might go on a date with. Yeah. That's important information. That's something mm-hmm. that I share with pretty much everyone I'm talking to now. Um, one, that way they know that there might be a trigger. Right. Two, it's also a good way to gatekeep. Depending on how they respond to that depends on if I might actually meet them or not. Oh, yeah. And we've seen some real bad responses. Oh, my. Yes, we have. Real bad responses. You would literally think we were joking. It I had to Disgusting. screenshot them just so I yeah. believed them myself. Oh my gosh, we should link that. <laughs> we might, yeah. And we, yeah, yeah it's a whole podcast. Um, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Aspects of humanity. So bad. <laughs> um, what's next? So next, I would say that you do want to talk about your sexual health and any STI testing before the date. Um, now, we already touched on that topic um, earlier, but like just to say it is much harder to be like getting in the groove with someone, you know, like the date's feeling good. The energy is feeling good. The chemistry is a flowing and the attraction is a popping. You don't want to like be midway undressed and be like, oh, wait, actually, have you been tested recently? Oh, please. Actually, hang on. And it's tricky because what I think a lot of people don't know is that there is also the same uh, risk with unprotected oral. Yeah, that that we found out, I think, together. We which are a <laughs> whole ass experience. Just just <laughs> two people turning into pillars and shattering. <laughs> so you you that when we were researching, I don't remember which. I just want you to imagine, like, say it ain't so by Weezer playing and then both of us furiously Googling online. That for just I the was... one piece of evidence that's like, no, <laughs> I was so upset. Um, so, yeah, you actually can get an STI from oral. You can, y'all can google that R-I-P. i Go- know google it and if you do find that one article that i want that says like psych this has all been propaganda jk <laughs> ashton kutcher punked out oh my god punked. i got y'all no but yeah and until i have that evidence i do have to consider that it, it's the research something, we have found is yeah. true yeah um so you know sorry to ruin y'all's day um don't and don't pretend like that part of the podcast just like got all like fuzzy or blipped or whatever yeah no you you heard it you heard us (laughs) don't try me (laughs) i will come to you (laughs) 
So, and it's, you know, I think what you said about when you get into the heat of it, like when you are naked and, you know, I'm not going to like, it's hard to stop. Like, it's hard to be like, oh, um, excuse me, very hot man, please. um, Could you please put your underwear back on so we can have this very awkward but necessary conversation? Um, No, sir, put that away. No, No, sir, not put that away. I'm definitely not soaking wet anywhere below the belt. I am here and present for this conversation in a sober mind. Right. Uh, no. Never. No. <laughs> I have no. never been. No. At all. At all. Never. And it also, I mean, for me, um, I also have to bring up that, like, I'm allergic to many types of condoms and lubricants. Not ideal to bring that up right as you're about to, like, insert. Right. As he's getting the Because then you're condom. like, where do I even go? Yeah. And you're like, you have to buy them off Amazon. You can't even get them from the store. Please order them. <laughs> you have to order them. You're welcome. Do you have that drone drop delivery? Yes. <laughs> what do you guys do on your waiting <laughs> Three <board>? hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so amazing. So, for me, that's also like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that when you naked either. Exactly. No, it's hard. And then look, just from two people who've experienced it, you know, like being like, uh, I- I've been in that moment where I'm like, ah, shit, I didn't ask. And I have been pulling off my shirt and been like, don't laugh. <laughs> but have you been tested? <laughs> <laughs> and they do laugh, surprisingly, despite the very clear instructions I've given them beforehand. Right. Um, and it is very like, you know, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but like, uh, worst case scenario you are with someone who's just only concerned with getting laid so maybe they do just lie on the spot so it kind of like when you're asking ahead of time you can feel the vibe to the best of your abilities and just try to figure figure it on out yeah yeah i can just for some reason i just got this picture of like you taking your shirt off but then asking like you know well have so- you called about your car's warranty <laughs> I've been trying to reach you. <laughs> That's actually my move. Like right b- before I like lower myself to like start giving oral, I'll be like, by the way, I've been trying to reach you about your course. <laughs> Sorry. Totally. It's been a long <clears throat> Yeah. <throat> That's something you want to ask. Before. <laughs> it's been a long week. Um, oh, it has. So this actually, at this point, I slightly do enjoy a little bit because um, I do fashion myself as like Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. Nice mm-hmm. little intro to the next mm-hmm. point. Um, Shalila Holmes, if you will. Ooh, um, okay, girl. That's what's up. So vetting people. I know there's tons of like TikToks and jokes and like your friend gets on there and like, like Google it. Ooh, that's so true. But so I'm but? like, I'm that friend. <laughs> yes, um, she is. I slightly do kind of enjoy like finding you out should. everyone's dirty secrets You're a little bit. Um, but you really should vet someone, like get their name. Get their phone number. Yeah. Get get some information. Find out that they're real. Um, yeah. I've had some people who weren't on Facebook, and, and not everyone has to be on social media. So that's mm-hmm. why I say, like, go Google them. Look them up. You know, most of the time they're somewhere in the clerk of courts. Yes. They are, you know, even for just speeding tickets, just to make sure they are a real person. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say at minimum, just go Google them, see what comes up on the internet, see what you can find out. Um, A lot of people, I guess, maybe think it's creepy, but if you don't have anything to hide, it's really not that creepy. Like, you you can go Google me at any time. I don't have anything to hide, so maybe some bad high school photos, like my bad if you find my MySpace. And actually, if you find my MySpace, send it to me, because I would love to see it. If you found Um, my MySpace, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely did not. Um, we'll see who's still on my top friends list. <laughs> um, I went off with the HTML on that. Like, I think dude. it's just a comment box and a picture that's not even really me. Same. 
I, mean, I might have a picture of like my eyeball. Like I think everyone had that emo photo. Yeah. Oh, some eyeliner. Yeah. I did my chunky eyeliner good that day. And I've, you know, I've, I've actually found instances where I've looked people up and found some pretty interesting information that my friends have wanted to know. Yeah. Especially maybe some criminal oh, history yeah. or maybe when they said they were um, married and they, you know, and maybe somehow they were... it looks like there's a spouse there. Yeah. So, you know, or people who are just really into cosplaying weddings. <laughs> Doubt it. There's a, no. Doubt it. So, it, you know, it, that doesn't happen a lot, but it's worth looking into just in yeah. case. And to like think about it in practice, like when you're at, talking to this person, you ask them for their first and last name. If, are they comfortable giving you their first and last name? Well, probably last name, depending on what app you're using. Like, obviously, if you're on FetLife, you're going to have to ask for their first and last name. Yep. And then if you're on the apps, you're going to ask for just their last name. Um, I actually ended up finding somebody cross platforms who was using different names on each profile. Interesting. So I was like, you're probably not a trustworthy person, I think. And then they were like... If that's a deal breaker for you, you can go ahead and unmatch me. And I went ahead and unmatched them, my people, because I'm like, if you really can't understand the plight of me needing to keep myself safe when I'm meeting strangers online as a woman. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. We have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I will not justify the existence of being a woman and having to keep myself safe, but to the best of my abilities to anybody. No. 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 Not even to start. Mm Mm-mm. No, that's that's something I wouldn't negotiate on. And I, yeah, I support. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, don't do it. Yeah. So um, what is next? Thank you up siege. I think we have here um, to be sure to cover your boundaries and limits for a date and for hooking up while in advance of meeting. Um, and I think like for me, that has looked like sometimes I will shoot a text that says, hey, Without overpromising, would you be interested in getting drinks at this time? And that for me is saying like, hey, I'm not super sure if I would be into the idea of hooking up. Although I understand that the culture of dating includes that. But I'm not sure where I'm at at the moment. And that kind of goes back to me trying to future plan for like not having to feel like I'm taking such a strong stand once again as a recovering people pleaser. So then I can feel like really confident and firm that I already like communicated those things uh sometimes if I'm feeling a little more saucy because the person has felt safer earlier we've already met a few times I will also communicate a desire to want to do that so that they have the opportunity to also be like I don't know if I'm feeling it you know and I will so for me I think if I'm dating well I hate to say that like I don't date people who aren't in BDSM as much anymore but um I will say I also try to communicate because obviously the likelihood if I am attracted to them and we do click and us hooking up um, and having sex is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. I don't, I don't go fuck. Um, oh, yeah. No. Too. I have no problem with that. Love it. I mean, yeah. that's what we're doing. We, we are not above hooking up on no. the first date. I'll say no. that. Try no. the car out. Test drive. Test drive it. Right. Um but I am big on communicating what I'm not okay with that first hookup. So yeah. for me, like, you're not allowed to tie me up. Mm-hmm. No bondage. Right. Um, no heavy, heavy impact play. Like, mm-hmm. for me, it's a safety thing. So I, I don't know you fully. I, you seem cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, for me, even having one hand tied up or even any any sort of bondage for me that first time is not okay. Yeah. I need to be able to remove myself quickly if needed however that looks i've I've even asserted that as a boundary even in terms of like slapping which i think we covered as like a you know could even be a mainstream like sex thing now where i'm just like hey just for the first time i'm not not okay with it yeah 
I so just want to know you're safe first. Say you know, state it, state it if you're not comfortable with it. State it what you are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. State both. Yeah, it's totally fine. And I will say, stating those boundaries does not then imply nor guarantee to that other person that you're going to have sex with them. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Say that part again. It does not guarantee nor imply that you will have sex with them. Thank you. Thank you. If you are with a person who assumes that's what it implies, drop them. Real fast. Seriously. Like, it, you you should absolutely never be in a situation where you're feeling like you have you are doubting or having to compromise in any way or renegotiate in any way your boundaries or your limits. Yeah. And I think you're you're really big on saying this, but you don't owe anyone anything. 100%. Yeah. And, that, and it comes from living a long history of thinking I did you know mm-hmm. and to really feeling like yeah i've been in some uncomfortable situations because i had convinced myself that it could turn violent if i didn't and it's like no you you're fully able to say no yeah and it doesn't matter if you've been talking to like i know a lot of people within bdsm will sometimes vet play partners for a few weeks mm-hmm. so yeah. if you've had them for a few weeks and you've been talking and putting all that time in but then you meet in person and it just ain't there that you don't owe them anything. doesn't matter. You are not responsible for anybody's, I am air quoting, invested time. Like, you are. No. No. You You're a human. Anyone. You're not like a credits machine that no. has to, like, pay back a certain amount of points or anything. No. No, no, no. You're not a Visa. No. <laughs> a no. Visa rewards card. Yeah, exactly. No. It, no. I, don't ca- I don't care if they bought you dinner. I don't care if they bought you a fucking car. No. No. So, let's see. Um... I also, this is one that I, I I will admit I don't always strictly adhere to, but I really should, and I know that, and I try to, which is always meeting, and it, I will asterisk this, it became hard with COVID. It, yes. This is really the first time I broke this kind of rule, if you will, of my own, mm-hmm. um, which is always first meeting in a public place. That yeah. became very difficult with COVID. Yes. Because there were no public places. Correct. <laughs> like, for a while, parks Unless you were wanted shut to down. meet into a forest. Right. Well, and even those, like all the national parks around here got shut down. Notice how I didn't say national park and I said forest. Right. (laughs) Which I don't know if you guys watch horror movies, but that's where a lot of murders happen. (laughs) So don't. Public place is the key (laughs) phrase there. Yes. With other people's around. Other people. And that doesn't mean you can't go somewhere not public later. Right. This is just the place where you feel safe enough to suss out whether or not you will feel safe with that person. Yes. So be it coffee, a park, uh, uh, whatever, you know, yeah. dinner, um, going to a movie. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can literally just go somewhere that's public to meet them. Make sure they who like they are who they say they are. Yeah. Make sure you feel comfortable. I would always recommend a place that you have probably been to before. To... That you know how to get in and out of easily. Yeah. <laughs> you are aware of where all the exits are. Yes. So maybe don't yeah. go to like a first date or first meet and greet in like, I don't know, an escape room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally the that worst is, first date that ever. That is the worst. In my mind, immediately, I'm like, how do you know it's a legitimate escape room? What if right? it's just the guy's like murder warehouse? <laughs> no. Go in the back of like a no. cargo van. <gasps> no. <laughs> don't do that. So I will say for me, usually my first meet and greet is like over dinner. Yeah. Um, Classic. Restaurant that I'm familiar with, comfortable with. I can get, you know, even if it's honestly, even if it's not a restaurant I'm not super comfortable with, as long as it's a restaurant that seems easy to get in and out of and I am familiar enough or can easily navigate the area, I'm fine. I would say I feel like that about like some of our downtown spots too. Like I don't always go to a like Harry's for example, but like sometimes oh, okay, I'll be open to that. Yeah, I, I'm familiar. I've been there before. 
things like that. And I date a lot in other cities, which I don't hide. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I repel everyone around me in, in my area. Um, so that's cool. But so I'm used to going to places that I'm not, you know, I'm not familiar with. But I do typically Google those places ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I'll even, I know this sounds a little OCD, but I will actually even Google Maps it sometimes just oh, to yeah. see what businesses are around it and how close it is to other things. Yeah, so exactly. if I needed help, I can go get it. Right. Um, so for me, even if I don't know the area, I do go try to look it up and see where it's at, what's it around, is it easily accessible, or is it down this, like, random dirt road in <laughs> the middle of nowhere? Yeah, in their personal escape room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think feeds perfectly into this uh, next point of, especially if you're going to a place for the very first time, please make sure somebody in your life knows where you're going to be, where you're going. Have someone to check in with and and or somebody on standby, depending on how you feel about it. Yes. And this is something we implement. We do this a lot, even like even casually to say like, oh, I'm just going to be here tonight. Like I'm not asking you to like, you know, cut off your plans or anything. But I'm just like, yeah, like, but if you don't hear from me, please. Yes. <laughs> check on me. And there's what's cool in this day and age, um, you know, that person that you check in with or whoever that is, it could be if you're not monog, it could be a partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for me and my partner, he personally doesn't want to know tons of specifics when I'm going out on dates, at least first dates. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's more comfortable for me to have a friend mm-hmm. who can be that person. Now, yeah. if I were in trouble, he would absolutely right, right. come a blazing. Yeah. But for me, it's just been more comfortable having friends. Yeah. I mean, and me as a solo poly person, that's that's all I do have for that you know is that like yeah i do need to be able to trust somebody and it was like i did have a time where i did only trust one person with all that and i had to like start to spread out like okay i need to be okay needing period (laughs) and leaning on friendships and like really coming to terms with like like, no i do trust you like with my life (laughs) yeah so and we're also connected on like location apps. Like we both are on each other's Life 362. Yeah. Sometimes and she'd be out on them dates, and I'm like, just checking. What you be? I'm checking. What you doing? I will. I will say you had a date recently where you were like, okay, I'm heading home, and I'm like, great, okay. And you're like, I'll call you after. I'm like, yep, I'm waiting. And then like you got held up by the person, and I was like, <laughs> you literally have ten minutes to respond before I drive to your location, <laughs> and I'm not playing. Yeah. And it was like it was funny because I was at this. <laughs> I was at the point when I sent you that text, I was like, I will be sober in 30 minutes because I knew I was like, you know, I was enjoying some of the devil's lettuce, you know, and I was and then at that moment, I was like, you get that one hit of adrenaline that's like already starting to sober you up. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. okay. if I don't hear from you, you have till 10 p.m. And then I am on my way. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, what's cool about all the apps now, we use Life360, mm-hmm. um, but you can also set up like safety nets. So like if I know you're going on a date and I know generally where you're g- going to be, mm-hmm. um, I don't normally sit there and watch like the Life360 app. I don't think anyone does. Um, but if I was concerned. I watch the 360 app. <laughs> knowing that means I'm just going to walk around more and just freak you, you out. You know what's so funny is it does sometimes wiggle a little bit and I'm like, okay, so she's walking. <laughs> She went to the bathroom. No. Um, no, I'm no. Just for the can... record, that only happened when I was like, hey, I'm not hearing from you. It seems like you're still at the restaurant, though, so I'm sure it's going well. And now what is that April's disadvantage is that I'm also like a professional Olympic level overthinker. So I'm like, I mean, it's fine. I'm sure actually the wobbling around is her struggling to get free from his grasp. <laughs> just kidding. It's probably just her walking around to her car like, <laughs> it's fine. 
Anyway, but you I, responded back to me, so it was great. I do like <laughs> that you can set up um, a safety net on some of these apps. So, like, Life360, you can drop a boundary. And if that person leaves that boundary, it will alert you. Mm, yeah. So, like, if you were – if I knew you are going on a date downtown, I could drop a boundary around that whole area. And if you end up leaving that area, it'll alert me. That doesn't mean the cops are going to come with sirens wailing. Mm-hmm. But it would give me a heads up of, like, hey, she's going somewhere that I didn't know she was going. Which yeah, that's true. also kind of ties into the fact that, like, if you do have a safety net or someone you're telling – Tell them if you move locations if you're not on an app like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the unfortunate, the unfortunate truth of the matter is that if the worst case were to happen, time is incredibly important. So yeah, yes. things like having that safety net and being alerted and being able to just do a quick check in, even if you feel stupid doing it. Like I mean, if if someone's listening and they're like thinks that's super like clingy or cringy or something like that, like. That's fine. I am happy that you don't have reasons in your life that would make you think that that is super important. Um, But I will say I consider it a very casual, not like, I mean, I do love you a lot, but but I don't feel like I'm like, oh my God, this is, oh, her life is in my hands. It's like, no, yes, but no, no, it shouldn't no. be like that. You know, no. this is this is kind of like a consideration level, and then like 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 all things, like if I need to pop into emergency mode, I can. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, for me, it also makes me feel safer when I'm on a first date. Yeah, or meeting someone or whatever that looks like, um, play part, whatever. Mm-hmm. It does give me a little bit of like a safety net to know that if something happens, there is someone that knows where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I also have enabled on my iPhone, and I don't know if Android has this or not, but iPhone has an SOS feature. Okay. So you can hit, and I think how it works is like you can hit any amount of buttons, just super super rapid fire. And if you've set an SOS or emergency contact, it automatically calls them. Oh, And gives them your location. Okay, nice. I think there are apps like that, though, too. Okay, so I, I like that app because even if you can't, like, call someone if you're in a situation where you you can't call someone and talk to them you can at least hit usually a button super fast have it call Mm -hmm. and then just leave it even on speaker if you need to or whatever yeah so there's a lot of different options research what your phones can do everyone has a phone now i mean if you don't have a phone you're probably not listening to this podcast because you probably live underground i guess for those people who are listening on desktop hi i just want to address you directly (laughs) (laughs) Because you guys radiate power. Yes. So let's see. Um, We do have a couple kink specific. Yes. Um, The last thing on our crossover one that we did have is just to make sure sometimes, especially for the first time that you're meeting with somebody, be um, responsible and bring your own protection, whether it be condoms, dental dams, or if you you do any play that includes latex or non-latex gloves. Uh, But just bring your own for peace of mind so you know that it hasn't been tampered with. And yeah. that's basically just that point there. Or I've had a, a number of people, like, say they were going to, and they're like, oh, I forgot. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? You what, forgot I, the main oh. thing for the main event? They, oh, we right. were, there was only one thing planned, to be honest. You know? It's like having dinner and then being like, oh, my God, I forgot the food. Right. It's like, but I was coming over for dinner. You see you see how that makes you sound really, really stupid? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I am just saying. Just saying. And for me, it's important because... Like I said, there's like three lubes that I can use that I'm not allergic to. Mm-hmm. So I bring my own lube. Let me tell you something. I'm bougie about lube. Yeah. So I don't want no, 
I don't, don't want no CVS. Yeah, I don't want no gas station lube. I don't want no drugstore. I need lube. that good, good. I I have I have a flavored lube for giving oral. I have mm. one that is very good for extended period of time friction insertion. I think I think you I think if there's anything that you should be dropping coin on yeah. as far as sex. Well, and if you're into toy play with yeah, BDSM, uh, you can't use like silicone based lube, so you need to have lube specifically for exactly, toy play. Exactly. Um, or if you're using condoms. You need to use a water-based lube. Right. You don't want to be running in your kitchen thinking olive oil is going to be your jam. Please don't do that. That's Don't be getting jam thinking it's going to be your jam. No, I mean, not that either. Um, <laughs> infections are real people. Be, and yeah, as a matter of fact, if we're bringing in the kitchen into this, be aware of what can and cannot go inside. Okay? Yeah. Google that too. I will. I will. Yeah. Like some, some body safe oils are not inserted safe oils. Let me say right. it that way. So, couple things on how to kink or meet someone within kink safely. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, this this also kind of has crossover because a lot of people who do date are into kinks. So this kind of, for me, just is kind of dating safely. As somebody who dates only people into BDSM, I can't help it. <laughs> um, not my fault. <laughs> so I always recommend definitely asking about their kinks ahead of time yeah um i literally have a note on my phone with all of my go-to kinks oh that i can copy paste oh yes yes copy honey. paste yes copy paste. i love that no effort no no effort i know what they are exactly i also have my hard limits in there so i can also copy paste my hard limits boom done um because if my kinks ain't matching their kinks what, what are we, we even doing what are we doing like talking what, what we what happened and we, we sharing pokemon cards right so um you know and if their kinks are too hard edge for you or like you know they're a dom and you're a dom what are you going to just dom each other so yeah asking that stuff is important again if you can't ask it you probably shouldn't be doing it yeah 100 percent. yeah just saying absolutely just saying you don't want to be in a situation where you arrive and there's a kink that you weren't aware of and now you're right. like oh but i'm naked right shoot um, and you're on gonna that s- do what with those staples? <laughs> where are you putting them? Where are, you, are we doing? Are we um, doing some administrative work here, or <laughs> where, where are those going? What is that needle for? Yeah, you're a diabetic. What is that, what is that loud electric sounding thing? Hmm. And where does that go? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also big on asking their experience level. Yeah. Um, for me, it is important to know how experienced you are. Oh yeah. Um, I want to be able to teach you or help guide you and Mm -hmm. I will treat someone a little differently who is newer to it um, than I would if someone has been in the lifestyle 25 years. Absolutely. Um, It's it's like, you know, a new driver, a 16 year old, you're not going to treat them the same as you would someone who's been driving for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. Skill level, comfortability, knowledge, like yeah. And for me, especially, I have, I have less play slash scene experience. And I want to make sure like the person that I would be doing that, A, knows that and B, also knows what they're doing so that I don't feel like unsafe the whole time. Yeah. And don't try to out kink each other. I see this so I much right now. I cannot believe that's even a thing that you're bringing up right now. Is it's, that for real? Uh, yes. Why would you? It's a thing. <laughs> it's crazy. People are trying to out kink each other. Like who can be the kinkiest? No, don't out kink each other. If you don't know if you're into something, just say it. If you know you're only into three things, that's fine. Be about it. Be about it and and just say, if you're open to other things, say it. Yeah. But don't try to out freak each other. I see this all the time, especially in like the BDSM and kink Facebook groups. Like everyone loves to be so kinky. No, 
I don't need needles shoved through my eye. That's not my kink. If you're into that, awesome. Not me. Yeah, not doing this it. is not a kink shame place. All so, kinks are safe here, but don't try to out kink each other. Yeah, especially in the beginning. It is okay if you don't know as much or are not into some of the things they're not into. Not all your kinks are going to match. That's cool. Yeah, most of the time they don't. Don't try I to was literally each other. today years old when I found out people tried to outkink really? each other. I'm literally over here like I have like my Taking little stack of like books <laughs> where I'm like I'm learning about BDSM. Like I just want to be good. I want to make sure I'm safe. I want to make sure my parents are safe. I want to make sure everybody has a good time, you know. And like I'm, I feel like I'm like, <gasps> like hearing that people would do that so recklessly. I'm like, <gasps> no, yeah, it's, why? It's crazy to me. Um, and then the last one. I would say, and we came up with this together, but do not do an intense scene on your first meeting. We already said, like, touched on this previously. We, You know, you want to try to avoid restraints, even partial restraints, um, and maybe even be open to a first meeting where no scene happens at all. So you can see if you feel comfortable around them and comfortable exploring and sharing kinks with one another. Yeah. And this is, you know, it, it's... This is a little... It can kind of... Depending on if this person is vetted. Um, like, if I were to go out with someone or meet a play partner who had been vetted by another person in BDSM, mm -hmm. um, I might be a little bit more inclined to do some scene. Yeah. Um, I still probably wouldn't be okay personally with bondage, mm -hmm. even if they have been vetted by someone else. To me, that's just a trick. Like, that's just for me. Yeah. Um, but if they've not been vetted by anyone, you don't have any mutual friends that have seen with them, you don't have any connection there, I highly recommend not doing a full scene. Um, you know, there are obvious exceptions to this. And if they're two very well-versed BDSM kinksters who have contracts, negotiate everything ahead of time, know that they've been, you know, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But I would say for the average Joe, yeah. Jane, whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. um, don't go into this thinking you're going to have a whole like Fifty Shades of Grey scene in some dungeon or no. red room or whatever um keep it keep it a little little more vanilla i would say yeah. the first time yeah absolutely. build up to it have some have some anticipation Ooh, a little bit of anticipation patient there, there you go. go you're really supposed <laughs> to wait on it um sorry <laughs> um so i think those are kind of the big things that yeah. i know we needed to talk or wanted to talk about yeah and i and i can't stress enough how badly i want to hear from other people if we did miss anything like if there's something that you think like oh you know i i think you guys should also mention this like please comment it so we can include yeah. it like knowledge send sharing us a voice is great. message you can send us a voice message on anchor yeah. um we're setting up an instagram now so I th and you can even send voice audios through there and direct yeah. messages or if you know good apps um or good like safety things definitely send those to us and we will post them up in our facebook groups yes. and all of that we'll share that so send all that to us we love all that stuff exactly and always remember you don't know anybody anything you don't owe anybody your body or your activities and if you feel uncomfortable for any reason you are fully justified in leaving amen amen to the sex gods oh thank you yes yes well i think we are good yeah i think we're ready to sign off cj out april out bye bye <laughs>